It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Team podcast. I am David Harrison, Washington Football TV writer for SI.com's fan nation. He is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medford show on the Team 980, Monday through Friday from 3 7 p.m. Eastern and on the Odyssey app. We thank you for making the Lockdown Washington Football Team podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms and on Twitter. You can find us at WrestleMania621, D Harrison82, and Locked WFT Pod. Unfortunately, Chris, we come together today to talk about a 43-21 to 21 loss to the Buffalo Bills by the Washington football team. Thanks again out there to our audience for making the Lockdown Washington football team your first listen every day. And we're going to get into what happened in this game in a little bit of a deep dive or immediate analysis. But first, let's kind of recap how this whole thing went down. The Buffalo Bills opened up scoring in the first quarter, the only score of the first quarter, a 7 or a 28-yard touchdown, rather by Josh Allen to Emmanuel Sanders, giving them an early 7-0 lead and opening drive touchdown. We will talk about that, I am sure. In the second quarter, uh, a lot more scoring going on, unfortunately mostly done by the Buffalo Bills. Again, Josh Allen finding running back Zach Moss for a 7-yard touchdown play. They made it 14-0, and then Josh Allen again to Dawson Knox, his tight end for 14 yards, or from 14 yards, rather, for another touchdown at the time, 21 to nothing. All Buffalo Bills, that happened with 1048 left in the second quarter, but 42 seconds later on game clock time, Taylor Heineke passes or hits a screen pass to running back Antonio Gibson, who goes 73 yards total for a touchdown. The first Washington football team touchdown of the game, cutting the lead to 21 to seven. And on their very next possession, which came on the very next offensive play, Taylor Heineke finishes that drive with a four yard touchdown run on the scramble. It makes it 21, 14, Buffalo still in the league. 
before Tyler Bass makes mm-hmm. it 24 to 14 Buffalo with a 21 yard field goal. And then he would add a 48 yard field goal as Buffalo went into the locker rooms at halftime with a 27 to 14 lead Washington still mathematically in it and had a little bit of signs of life. But as the second half went on, uh, all that was pretty much snuffed out. First and foremost, Josh Allen goes short left side of the field to Emmanuel Sanders for another touchdown, making 33 14 after a two point conversion attempt fails broken up by rookie cornerback Benjamin St. Juice for WFT. Tyler Bass hit another 29 yard field goal in the third quarter, making 36 14 Buffalo and then Buffalo would score yet another touchdown. Josh Allen, his fifth score of the game four throwing one running this one from two yards out a touchdown 43 14 was the score at that time. 10 and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Taylor Heineke would connect with Logan Thomas, the tight end from two yards out for a late touchdown for the Washington football team. And that would be the end of the scoring in this game. Again, as the Washington football team falls 43, 21, they fall to one in two on the year. Chris, we're going to talk about the Washington football team. Of course, that is what we're here for. It's a locked on Washington football team podcast, but of course there's, it takes two to tango, right? And there's another party in this dance. So let's talk about the Buffalo bills and what you saw from them on Sunday. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I saw a lot, uh, and I'm I'm still here as we record this at at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York, and it's been a while <laughs> since uh, I've heard the Bills make me want to shout as many times as I heard today, David. Um, it's a song that they play after every score, not just after every touchdown. And just as I peruse the box score, I mean, obviously, when you score 43 points, there is a lot of scoring, but there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight scoring plays in this game uh, to contribute to those 43 points. So that means I heard that song eight times. That's about five more times than ideally you want to hear that song when you come uh, to Orchard Park, New York. And obviously uh, this was a putrid effort all around by Washington, which we'll get into and a very good uh, for the most part, all around effort by the Buffalo bills. I mean, what else can you say about Josh Allen? Uh, Obviously five total touchdowns and Emmanuel Sanders is a guy that, you know, like everybody was worried about Stefan Diggs and Stefan Diggs, you know, played a role but nobody was really talking up Emmanuel Sanders. And yet he goes for almost a hundred yards, a couple of scores uh, and, and, and contributed to another big, uh, uh, well, it was a field goal drive with a 41 yard uh, catch past Kendall Fuller. So, um, yeah. you know, when you put it all together, I mean, hell, even Mitch Trubisky got into this game, right. And had uh, a 19 yard, uh, uh, not a 19 yard run, a 22 yard run, uh, 19 yards rushing overall, because he had a couple of other carries and kneel downs for neg- negative yardage. But the point of the matter is mm-hmm. you didn't want to see Mitch Trubisky in this game, unless Josh Allen was struggling really bad or in, unless he got injured and neither of those two uh, were true. So, you know, the Buffalo Bills, we know that they are a team that was one step away from the Super Bowl uh, last year. I don't think anybody should be be surprised that they won this game. How much they won this game by, how easy it was ultimately at times outside of one, you know, couple of drive stretch there in the second quarter. uh, That's what we should all, uh, I guess, be alarmed by, surprised by, and concerned by. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and for the Buffalo offense, look, I mean, I don't know right now how hard it really is to to game plan against this defense, but they came out with the perfect game plan. And uh, something that I wrote for SI.com during the week leading up to the game uh, was that there were there were two sides of this thing that were coming in struggling. And one side, obviously, was the Washington football team defense. Um, I think the Washington football team offense for, you know, any deficiencies and for the mistakes they've been making, a lot of people 
kind of giving them a little bit of credit, you know, cutting them a little bit of slack because you had a brand new quarterback. Then he gets injured. So your backup comes in who hasn't been preparing to be the starter, even though everybody says I prepare like I'm starting. Got it. But the team hasn't been preparing to be the starter. They come in short week, Thursday night. They're missing Curtis Samuel. Like there's just a lot of moving pieces for the offense. So a lot of people have given them a little bit of a buy. But because they're giving the offense a little bit of a buy, the defense is getting a, a nice, bright spotlight shown on them. So coming into this week, it was really imperative for this defense to get off of this, the, the yips or the, this bad streak, whatever it is they're suffering from, and continue Josh Allen's bad streak because he, had, he hadn't started the season off very well at all. Uh, coming in, you know, last year was an MVP candidate. This year, you know, his, his team is one and one, and even the game they won, really not so much because of him, almost in spite of him. And just in the first half alone, matched his season total in touchdown passes. He had three touchdowns coming into the game for the year, had three in the first half. In the first half alone, eclipsed his season high in passing yards for a single game just in the first two quarters of this game. Finishes with 358 yards passing, the four touchdowns, uh, throws the one run, like you mentioned. No interceptions, 129.8 uh, quarterback rating. And, and we'll get into the offense a little bit, but just to compare, like you mentioned, Mitch Trubisky gets in the game. 79.2 quarterback rating for Mitch Trubisky, one for one for one yard. Taylor Heineke finished with 80.6, one and a half points higher in the QBR scale, which I don't even understand how they do QBR, but it's just an interesting anecdotal, really, uh, statistic to look at is how close their quarterback ratings are, despite the fact that Trubisky literally came in for one throw. And then you mentioned Emmanuel Sanders. I'll mention Cole Beasley. Honestly, I almost kind of forgot Cole Beasley existed in the NFL. I haven't really heard about him or much from him uh, since his you know mid-offseason uh, COVID vaccine debacle where he, I don't, I don't, I didn't follow completely, but I know he like decided like make a stand and come out and, and speak right. and Hey, listen, bravo for anybody out there willing to stand up for what they believe in. I know it did not go well for him, which I think he probably expected a little bit, but it is what it is. So the first time he started getting involved in this game, I was kind of like, Oh yeah, Cole Beasley. I remember he's the guy that was out there. 13 targets, 11 catches. I heard on the television broadcast ties a career yep. high 98 yards received no touchdowns, but I think he's okay. Uh, not getting in the end zone given the results of the game. But there were way too many instances, uh, and obviously it's a high-volume count of uh, throw and you know throw and catch. It's like having a catch in your backyard. That's what Josh Allen yep. was doing, uh, specifically a lot of the day with Cole Beasley right. and Emmanuel Sanders, but specifically Cole Beasley. It was a lot of three-step drops, a lot of quick drops, boom, get the ball out, avoid the pass rush, get it into him, you know, and you pick up six, seven, eight yards at a pop, and all of a sudden you're you're putting together a 93-yard scoring drive. Yeah, absolutely. The Buffalo Bills putting up 40 um Three points, you know, again, should be, uh, listen, it's not, it's a surprise, right? Because you expect this defense to be a lot better, uh, but nobody should be surprised that they were successful on offense. If you've been watching the Washington football team early on, all right, we'll continue along here on the Lockdown Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell here at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York. Uh, David Harrison is with us as well. We will continue right along after a demoralizing week three defeat in the NFL season guys and Washington football team fans I'm Chris Russell again with an incredible app everyone who buys gas and that's you and you and me uh, needs to know about that's get upside my listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up just download the free get upside app in the app store or google play right now use the promo code touchdown and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's up to 50 cents cash 
back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back uh, by using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon per cash back on your first tank. Some people who are driving a lot, uh, making as much as two to $300 in cash back. That's pretty cool, right? And the get and the cash goes right back into your account. Whatever uh, way you pay or whatever way you link, I should say, uh, is the way you're going to get paid through PayPal or an e-gift for, card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. And again, get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. David and I tell you to go to get upside here at the locked on Washington football team podcast. We are back and we are better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron, especially ours as the football season is well underway. Almost a full quarter. Chris of the season is down as we exit week three this weekend is always bet online. That AG is your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. They've got new updated sites, interface, and even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be your number one source for everything. Football. I myself took the points with the Washington football team, uh, but I think I put $14 on that. Obviously, I lost because they were seven-point underdogs and lost by more than seven points. Uh, but I headed over to that website. I signed up. I got my welcome bonus. You, too, can sign up get a welcome bonus using the promo code Locked On. whether it's football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is your fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Yes, hello guys, how you doing? Antoine Tony talks. Been a long time Washington football team fan. Would just like to know and question why isn't Jared Patterson used as a running back and Antonio Gibson to come out as a pass catcher? He used to be one before he was a running back. If he has used in the slot or as on um, third down passing because he can catch. And also, just if Jared Patterson is there, use him as a running back, not as the full-time running back. And also, let's confess and call it like it is, our team stinks. We love them, but, you know, our offense is as vanilla as Alaska. They need another play caller. Turner is, I can predict his plays. My little boy predicts his plays. My cat predicts his plays. They're all the same. They've always been the same. And the defense, do we have one? Okay, guys. Love y'all guys. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. I'll keep listening. Thank you. All right, we are back here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Once again, I'm Chris Russell from Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York, as week three comes to a close for the Washington football team, along with David Harrison. The Washington football team drops to one and two, getting blown out by the now two and one Buffalo Bills, 43 uh, to 21. So reacting to that voicemail, uh, there was a lot there to unpack, David. I mean, I heard uh, about predictable yeah. play calling uh, Antonio Gibson. Uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll let you do, mo- you know, m- most of the, the opinionizing here. I'll just say this, listen, they're not going to fire Scott Turner mm-hmm. three games in yeah. to the 2021 season. That's all I have to say. They're, they're not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I will say, so coaching matters, right. And, and so that's a very important thing to remember. It's not all on the players. It's all, but it's also not all on the coaches either, but it's on the coaches first before it's on the players is kind of the way I'll put it. And that's a general statement. You know what I mean? Each individual relationship and performance is, is on it. It's, it's going to be evaluated on its own. 
Uh, so that doesn't necessarily apply to every single guy. You know, like it's not it's not on you know Scott Turner or any other coach on the Washington football team uh, staff that Deami Brown dropped a wide open pass. Like that's not on the coaches. That's on Deami Brown. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't take that to mean every single thing that happens is on the coaches first. But generally speaking, it's on the coaches first. I like what Antonio said. First of all, I love the saying of as vanilla as Alaska. I've never heard that before, and I'm going to steal it. <laughs> um, but the next thing is. That's something that we talked about a little bit. I don't want to get too deep into it because we do need to give our initial takeaways, but on the offense and defense, but we talked about this offense basically only being limited by the, by the lack of creativity from Scott Turner. And so far in this season, we're seeing a very severe lack of creativity. And I'm wondering like Antonio is why Jared Patterson is on this active roster. If he's not going to be employed because there are scenarios and you go back to that fourth and one where they tried to sneak Taylor Heineke up the middle when you have a quarterback that runs like a gazelle on the outside and you use him mm-hmm. to try to go right up the middle. There was a guy on this roster that potentially could have picked up that yard. His name was Peyton Barber. You waved him. He got picked up by the Raiders. He's in Las Vegas now. And you don't have a running back that matches the level of intensity, the level of bowling ball characteristic. I don't know if that's really a, 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 you know, a, pr- a proper explanation. But you don't have a guy like that. Like even Jared Patterson, who really runs really hard, really straight, is not built the way a Peyton Barber is, even when he's smaller. So a little bit of confusion about what the coaching staff is doing. But that I think that's more for our takeaway episode. So Antonio, definitely we're, we're going to expand on that. But right now, Chris, I want to get into our initial takeaways from the offense and defense. Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, on on offense, this game to me was much less about creative play calling and Scott Turner and and all that other window dressing stuff that everybody's going to gripe and whine about all week uh, as it was about execution. I mean, Taylor Heineke, I thought, had clearly his worst day uh, as uh, as a quarterback with this organization. I did not think he was very good today. I thought he made some decent throws, obviously, the one late to Logan Thomas uh, for the touchdown, Uh, you know, Look, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean here, but he pro- he had two interceptions. He probably could have had four or five, David. I mean, honestly, if we're being honest, um, there were some really bad decisions. I think he, you know, he, I, well, I know he self-admitted uh, that. Ron Rivera talked about that after the game. I was down at the press conferences, you know, about trying too much, pressing too much. And that is natural. That happens. The other big offensive takeaway that I have, how many big third down penalties hmm. did this team take? And they had a couple of turnovers on third down. They had one third down wiped away on their first offensive drive. Terry McLaurin caught a pass on a little cross around J.D. McKissick caught for offensive pass interference. They had a Logan Thomas fumble on a third down completion that would have gone for a first down. There was another third down penalty. I believe it was also on Logan Thomas. I'll have to double check that, but I know that was also, you know, when you go two of 11 on third down or whatever it was, uh, never mind before we get to the defense and how bad they were on third down, the offense was dreadful on third down. And again, a lot of these big mistakes happen there. So let's not talk about creative design and all that bull crap nonsense and and it's a waste of time execute better and you will play better and then the coordinator will look better that's absolutely true listen it's it's very hard and again i want to get deeper in this on our takeaways episode because i do have some thoughts on this but it's hard for a coordinate for a coordinator to expand when they can't execute the simple stuff and that's that's something that i think every fan needs to remember and that's going to bleed into our conversation tomorrow so again please come back for that conversation because I definitely have some things to say, and I don't know that Chris is going to like every single thing that I have to say, but I will say this about the offense. Seven out of 11 drives in this game, 
three plays or less. And not all those were punts. Interception on a three-play drive, another interception on a three-play drive, seven out of 11. That's not quite 70%. It's like 68.8% of Washington football team offensive drives in this game ended in three plays or less. And then another two, Chris, ended in four, and one more ended in five. Like, you have two out of 11 drives that even lasted more than five plays in this game. Absolutely horrid, horrid execution, like you said. That is not all in the coaching staff, but there's some stuff I do want to talk about with that. Let's switch over to the defense because you flipped that over, Chris, and I haven't even done an official count, but I can see right here, you are, I already have five, six drives for the Buffalo Bills that lasted at least eight plays in this yep. game, a, a very large discrepancy. So what do you think about the defense? Yeah, I mean, it was awful from the start. Uh, again, first drive carved up like Thanksgiving turkey. That's three games, three opening drives, three touchdowns, and they have offered very little resistance, um, quite honestly. Uh, this time was an eight-play, 75-yard drive. Uh, you know, the Giants game, it was, I think, a 10-play drive. I think the Charger game was a nine-play drive. You get the point. I mean, they're coming They're coming out. Nobody seems to have an answer as to why. Uh, I asked players. I asked coaches. I, throughout the week, I asked Chase Young after today's game. Nobody seems to have an answer as to why they're not firing on all cylinders coming out of the gate. And then I'll give you one more just for me. The most demoralizing thing was you start to get back in the game, right? You get the Taylor Heineke four-yard touchdown run uh and it's a 21 14 game and then they give up two field goals two scoring drives yeah. yes both field goals but two scoring drives um and and they both end in a field goal and one was seven plays one was five plays one for 55 yards one for 51 in the final minute and 37 seconds of the half and then you come out and give up a 93 yard drive on, on the first series of the third, please, uh, you know, en enough. I mean, like everybody keeps saying, oh, you know, we're this, we're that, we've got to work better. It's little things, what have you. I, like, I get it. I, I understand there's no easy fix, but I mean, stop acting like this isn't a major problem is what I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I don't think any social media experts out there have the exact answer on what needs to happen with the Washington football team defense, but right now, neither does Jack Del Rio. And that's just a fact uh, that needs to be faced. And, you know, he himself and the players and the leaders on the team, you know, her chase young talking about no BS and he doesn't want to deal with people that are BSing and that's all fine and good. And that mentality is good. But again, the, the proof is going to be in the play on the field and how you're starting, how you're finishing first drive of the game. Like you said, a uh, four minute drive, last drive of the game, last real drive of the game, five minute drive. I mean, that's, you, you can't, you can't win with those types of things happening to your football team. Uh, but I'll tell you how, one way that our listeners can win, and that is by getting your television together because I'm going to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassles called DirecTV Stream. It brings you your live TV, your on-demand favorites like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com for DirecTV Stream. All right, David and I have a serious question. What's your favorite built bar flavor? Well, um, the chances are you have more than one. I know for me, I have more than one. I love most of them, if not all of them, but my overall favorite is peanut butter brownie. I've got some waiting for me when I get back from Buffalo. Uh, David loves the mint brownie. You might love the coconut almond or the cherry uh, or the double chocolate or the salted caramel. There's really something for everyone when you are in the built bar business. That's right. 
When you go to built.com, you are going to find out more about different ways to kind of package what you want and get what you want, the flavors that you like. Uh, And you're also going to go in armed with this information. They are wonderful for you. High in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs. Just think about replacing that bowl of ice cream at the end of the night with a healthy, delicious built bar covered in 100% chocolate. So again, go to built.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Final segment here at the Locked on Washington football team podcast. David Harrison and Chris Russell reacting to a Washington football team 43 to 21 loss to the Buffalo Bills on Twitter. You can find us at dharrison82 at WrestleMania621. The show is at Locked WFT Pod. And Chris, we have an email. AW from Northwest Florida emailed us instead of calling us. I think he mm. tried to call recently. It didn't go very well. So he decided to email. Uh, first off, Chris, he wanted to thank us. And I'm going to kind of paraphrase. It's a very long email. AW. I hope you're okay with it. I'm going to kind of paraphrase your thoughts here. We appreciate the email, of course. AW appreciates us allowing the opportunity to let fans engage with not just us, but also with each other, because as we're going to hear in a voicemail tomorrow, this is also an opportunity for fans across the country, across the world. Even we've had, you know, Scotland has called in uh, to really interact with each other as well. And here's mm-hmm. what AW had to say. He imagines a lot of fans are going to be critical of Taylor Heineke. We've been a little bit critical of him already. We're going to get deeper into this game tomorrow. Some more of that may or may not come out, depending on how this loss resonates with each of us as we get uh, 24 hours to kind of think it over and rewatch it potentially. I know what I'm going to uh, admit that he made a lot of bad decisions, but he's hoping that Heineke is going to come back from this with, with some improvement and that this is going to be the atypical performance, not the typical performance, noting that he doesn't have the greatest arm strength. He doesn't have, you know, uh, the greatest accuracy, but he does have enough accuracy, enough arm strength when he makes the right plays. And I think that we can probably agree on that anyway, but basically saying he's hoping to see Taylor continue to grow and improve as far as the defense. He says that any Washington football team fan who doesn't isn't disappointed in the defense just isn't paying attention. Uh, he didn't expect them to be great, but he did expect them to be at a level of competition for, for being the NFC champs and for hoping to do that. Tackling does seem improved, uh, but he wants to know what we would attribute the defensive struggles to, whether it's scheme, coaching, youth, or talent. Again, we'll get more into our takeaways on tomorrow's episode. Uh, he doesn't think it's talent. His untrained eye says it's scheme, so he really wants to know what we think. And then he wishes us a happy belated birthday. Uh, he says, fellow Virgo. So I don't know when his birthday is, but apparently it's in this type of time of year. And then he finishes it with H-T-T-W-F-T-F-K-A-T-R. Hail to the Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins. So, Chris, well, great email from A.W., and that's going to kick off our plays of the game and players of the game. Yeah, well, thank you, A.W., and happy birthday if it is indeed uh, your birthday, as you indicated. Um, so uh, we appreciate uh, the kind words. Yeah, um, for me, uh, play of the game, David, um, you know, I'm, I'm look, I, this is a Washington football team podcast, but uh, this story and this game was all about Josh Allen to Emmanuel Sanders. In my opinion, that was the money hookup for him. We mentioned Cole Beasley as well, but Sanders punched it in a couple of times and it was a five yard touchdown catch, which capped off the 93 yard scoring drive. Again, first play, uh, first series rather of the third quarter. Again, after those two bad drives at the end of the f- first half, when you just were getting back into it. Uh, so to me, 
me, Sanders, uh, who caught a touchdown pass from 28 yards on the first drive, then caps it off there, had the big 41-yard catch, as we mentioned uh, earlier. Uh, but this particular play, to me, broke the back of the Washington football team. Again, it capped off a 93-yard scoring drive. They did whatever they wanted on that drive. And um, when I looked at it from my perch here in the press box in Orchard Park, New York, um, to what happened was they were playing zone and Benjamin St. Juiced was on that side against Sanders and he was playing zone and Sanders just kind of ran an in and then an up and then a back behind Benjamin St. Juiced and Cam Curl was too late to kind of rotate over. I'm not sure if St. Juice played that wrong. I'm not sure who played it wrong, but somebody played it wrong because Emmanuel Sanders was wide open. And again, that was a big problem uh, all game long. So David, your play of the game would be? So my play of the game is going to be the silver lining play of the game. That is the Antonio Gibson screen uh, catches the screen pass, makes the run 73 yard touchdown really kind of, sparked a little bit of a moment. It was about a minute and a half moment of where the watch football team really came to life. Uh, and then unfortunately the defense wasn't able to keep the party going, uh, but it is what it is. But that run alone has showed you at least there is talent on this team. There is absolutely talent and there is ability on this team. You know, some of it is situation is going to have to meet talent and execution and play call. And some of it is, 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 is visible from, from the field uh, that play right there, especially the run. I mean, it, it, you know, Antonio Gibson, did a lot of really good things on that run. It wasn't just that Buffalo was caught short. Part of it, yes, obviously, was that. But he did some things as well. And then the, the dedication, the effort at the end. I mean, if you've ever run like 70 yards on a football field with pads, you know what I mean? And, and I know it, was a, it wasn't a scorcher there in Buffalo. I think it was like 60-something degrees. But 60-something degrees is really hot when you're playing football on full pads uh, and being chased by grown men. So a, a huge, huge effort by Antonio Gibson. So that's what I picked for my uh, play of the game. All right, and I'll go with my player of the game, and it's the same guy that I picked uh, when you hosted solo on Friday's edition into the weekend, and that's Josh Allen. I thought he would come alive in this game, and boy, did he ever. Uh, before today's game, he was 47 of 84, 449 yards com combined in the two games, a 56% completion rate, 5.4 yards per attempt, three touchdowns and an interception, a 77.9 rating, and no rushing touchdowns. He wound up obviously with four passing touchdowns, a rushing touchdown uh, in this game, obviously throwing. He was 32 of 43 for 358 yards. Again, I mentioned the four touchdowns, a 129.8 rating and rushing. Oh, by the way, uh, he didn't have a lot of yards for, for nine there, but he did have a rushing touchdown. So Josh Allen back on his MVP type track, if you will, in week three. Yeah, I think in a big way. And I'm going to give my player of the game award to the offensive line. And yes, there might be one guy that did better than everybody else. But the, the way we work these games, I can't identify a single offensive lineman out of the mix without watching the game at least two more times. So I'm just going to go with the entire offensive line. Look, Star Latulale, uh, the Buffalo Bills defense tackle, who was actually questionable for the game at one point this week with an injury, ended up being fine by the end of the week, Is the only, got the only sack. And really, it was just kind of a accredited sack. I think Taylor was running and went out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage. So it's a sack. Really, outside of that, you know, there were moments of pressure and all those things. Great, but man, I mean, Taylor had a lot of time, you know, to to go through the the to go through the defense, go through his progressions on a lot of these plays. You know, I mean, funnily, funny enough, that screen pass, Antonio Gibson actually was one of the plays he had the least amount of time on and ended up with a touchdown. Um, but I think the offensive line, given what could have happened, especially with you know uh, how much this defense, how how quickly rather Washington 
went had to go pass heavy because of the score. It could have been a lot worse from a pressure standpoint, from a sack standpoint. Some of that's on Taylor, obviously, but still a little bit of a, of a hat tip to the offensive line as well for coming out of this game with their quarterback relatively clean, on, except for when he takes really bad hits himself. Absolutely, which he did at the end of the game. All right, we want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen of the day. For your second, why don't you check out the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. If you have a question or a topic, you can email us, as we heard, lockwftpod at gmail.com. That's lockwftpod at gmail.com. Or if you want to do the voicemail, which we also heard, three. 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. Load up the voicemail right now and we'll get as many of your reactions in throughout the week as we can. That's it for today, Washington football team fans. Thanks again for joining us. We are free and available on all platforms right here on the Lockdown Washington football team podcast for David Harrison, Washington football team beat writer for uh, SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team Nine. With Pete Medhurst. We'll be back with another edition shortly right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.